Losing weight isn't easy, and some days we can feel like we need some extra help. Welcome to the Weight Loss Warrior Podcast, the show where we share inspiring real-life success stories from normal, everyday people like you and I. Listen to how each of our guests managed to overcome their personal challenges to lose the weight they wanted as they talk about the secrets to their success and give great advice that you can benefit from. Become part of our tribe and use the Weight Loss Warrior podcast as your source of motivation and support to help you on your weight loss transformation. And now your host and friend, Carl Radley. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode of the Weight Loss Warrior podcast with today, Carl being your guest and I'm Claire, your host. How are you feeling, Carl, about being the guest today? If I'm honest, a little bit nervous. And I, I'm so used to being the one in charge for once in my life that it feels a bit weird being on the other side. But at the same time, very exciting. And um, I guess before we get into it, I, I just want to say thank you to you for offering to to host this special episode for our first birthday of Weight Loss Warrior podcast. So thank you, Claire. You're welcome. I think I've listened to so many of your episodes. They're so inspirational. And it's a shame that we don't know enough about you. So I think you should make the most of your platform really and I'm sure there's so many people that are dying to hear your story. Yeah I'm, I'm probably not half as interesting as most of my guests but I'm more than willing to share and to be fair I do get a few people come to me every now and again and say you know it'd be good to know more about your story. I do try and touch on it during episodes sometimes mm. but yeah let's make it all about me today why not? Yeah all about you and everyone has a journey and I think everyone can learn from learn something from someone else's journey. Yeah, um, I think so you're right. What, what so. do you want to start with with telling us? Should I, I mean, I'll, I'll tell you a bit about myself because like from a personal level, if we're going to spend today talking about me, my journey, I guess I'll start by letting you know a bit about me. Um, yeah. I'm going to be 40 next month. Uh, that's that's quite a big thing happening in my life. Yeah, thank you. Still 39 at the moment. Um, and I live in Barcelona. I'm a dad. I have two amazing little boys Nathan and Dylan who are eight and six beautiful wife Nuria who is Spanish um I came here in Bas to Barcelona 14 years ago for two months originally and never left and then after a couple of years I met Nuria and uh here I am today and we live just on the outskirts now I work as a client service director for a HR and payroll company it's not really the dream job people grow up hoping to be when they're older but it was something that I started doing when I moved here it was a way to to be able to stay in Barcelona and actually client services and working with people in this role is is amazing I feel very very fortunate to actually have fallen into this role mm -hmm. um, I love music I'm someone who just loves interacting with people and which is part yeah. of the reason I started the podcast um, and I like helping people as well which is, again is a big driver for the podcast as well yeah and I guess it's true to say I, I have a bit of a, a backstory and journey myself I've for as long as I remember well since it's probably hitting puberty struggled with my weight um being overweight had varying levels of it bothering me it not bothering me um many attempts to try and lose weight ranging from joining Slimming World to going to the gym to keto I've, I've tried pretty much all of the things available and then did last you start year trying, sorry decided, to interrupt you but did you start trying to lose weight once? you're the host well yeah 
Um, once you realised, or once you felt overweight, did you start then trying straight away, like if you were a teenager, or did you wait until you became like a young adult? Like, how did it work? What, what was the time scale for you? So I first felt overweight. I must, I was still in junior school because we'd just done a, a school fashion show. I think I was in my last year of junior school, so I must have been like 11 or so, maybe 12. And basically we'd done this school fashion show where the parents all came and they could buy clothes. And I absolutely loved it. You know, I'm very much out, you know, an outgoing person. This was right up my street, you know, prancing up and down a catwalk. Absolutely loved it. And at the end of it, one of the dads was talking to my mum and said, oh, Carl, you've, you've certainly got footballers fires there, haven't you? And I was like, well, I was a bit taken aback. And I mean, not, not a hard comment, not, not really calling me fat, but at 11 years old, I was like, wow, what did he mean by that? Like, yeah. have I got bigger thighs than other people? And I wasn't really into sport or anything like that, but it was the first time I really noticed it. And I mean, to, to be talking about that now is like one of my first memories. It must have really had some kind of impact. And then the other thing was a close, my, one of my best friends when I was growing up, her mum, who's an absolutely amazing woman, love her to bits. But she made a comment once and said that I had childbearing hips. And again, I don't think she really meant it with any offense. It was just like a joke. We're messing around. She's like, oh, you, you've certainly got childbearing hips. But it was about that age where I started to think, wow, I'm, I'm a bit bigger than my mates. And a couple of people mentioned that I was a bit overweight. So that was when it really started. But it wasn't until maybe 17, 18, that I decided that I wanted to lose weight. Because until then, the gym wasn't really accessible. Um, I was going through school. I was just... I didn't really feel as a child that I needed to lose weight. Yeah. But then as I become a bit older, it started to to play on my mind a bit more. I started to realize that, you know, I didn't want to go into adulthood being bigger than all of my friends. And so, yeah, it probably started to have more meaning then. Mm. And like, do you, looking back, would you say you were bigger than all your friends, like noticeably bigger or was some of it just fueled by these comments and remarks? Like realistically, if, if you were an observer, would you say you were overweight? Yeah, I, I was definitely overweight. Um, not morbidly obese or anything like that, but I was compared, especially I think my best friends in the circle I was in, I was definitely the heaviest out of them. Mm. But the thing was because the kind of person that I am, my personality being ginger and you know, all of these things I've never let any of those things kind of bother me as a child yeah. I was never you know picked on for being ginger or anything like that it's, because it just had no weight with me in terms of people could say something and it was just like water off a duck's back so I think I kind of felt the same about my weight in that period you know, during high school there was one yeah. embarrassing time we were on a holiday to Switzerland and with the school boys weren't allowed in the girls rooms girls weren't allowed in the boys rooms obviously me and my mate Matt were in the girls room teacher came in and they're like quick hide under the bed hide under the bed and my mate slid under the bed no problem at all and as I went to slide under the bed my bum got stuck and I, I couldn't get right under the bed and it's, it's a funny story and I look back at it now but again it's those moments obviously when girls start to have more importance my mate was much slimmer than me and he was he's a good looking guy as well that it kind of like started to separate. And I thought, okay, do I really want to be like this? Will people find me attractive? Will I be able to get a girlfriend? All of these kinds of things. Just the normal concerns I think you have as a teenager. 
they yeah. really started to play on my mind a lot more. And then probably at 17, 18, I, I decided I wanted to lose weight. Right. And then what, what did you start doing? Because you said that you've tried everything, basically. Um, what was the yeah. first thing you started? The first thing I did was going to Slimming World with my mum. Um, and I didn't go for long. Now my mum is, she's been going, I mean, if you think about my age, she must be going for like 14, 15 years since, you know, consistently going. And it must be longer than that though, if I think, you know, I'm going to be 40 and I went when I was 18. So maybe like, she's been going a really long time yeah. on and off. Um, but the thing was, I went, but I didn't take it very seriously. So it was almost a case of like, oh, Carl went, you know, I, I weighed myself, I, I stayed the same, I gained weight. I was going out drinking with my mates every Friday and Saturday. I was, I was a young adult enjoying my life. And mm. I realized quite quickly that losing weight wasn't as important to me as having fun, despite how I felt inside about being overweight. It still meant less to me than actually losing the weight itself. Yeah, I think uh, like I can, I can relate. I think so many people can relate to that. Like it, the timing has to be right, doesn't it? And uh, you are, you are so, you're so young. That's such a, that's such a young age to sort of have that awareness about yourself and that you want to change, but then to commit and make that a priority is massive when you're trying mm -hmm. to discover who you are. It's almost like that would have potentially yeah. got in the way of you discovering who you are and discovering your freedom and things. Yeah. Be because I guess it, it was, it was part of who I was already. Yeah. And that was the thing. So in terms of, you know, if I, if I was trying to change dramatically and going through school, I wasn't very academic, very capable. Every report, you know, I was just back in the UK recently looking at some of my old reports. Carl has a lot of potential. He just needs to apply himself. Carl needs to be more consistent. Carl needs to focus. And I can apply that to nearly every level of my life up until a point, including my health, the way I looked after myself, I smoked, I was drinking a lot, had quite a bad relationship with, with drinking actually in my early twenties, um, which would definitely have impacted my decisions in terms of health and being overweight and my decision to not do something about it. So I ended up just going through lots of different failed attempts. Um, I joined the gym, go for a couple of months then quit. I try the Atkins diet, do it for a couple of months and then quit. And so I, throughout probably, you know, from 18 to 24, 25, I went through very various stages of, of gaining a couple of stone, losing a couple of stone, gaining mm -hmm. a couple of stone. It was never really much more than that. Um, yeah. but you know, I'd had the same waist size from the age of 15 right the way up until well last year. So I'd always been overweight but just varying levels of overweight. Right. So something obviously clicked along the way. What was your, yeah. what um, was it you found that has helped you so much or what changed? So yeah, my, my big, I guess my big defining moment, my big click happened at the beginning of last year. But one thing I'll touch on first, because I did actually lose a significant amount of weight when I first moved to Barcelona, but it wasn't through focusing on my health. It was the fact that I was skint most of the time, right. drinking every night, 
out till four, five, six in the morning, sleeping most of the day and just not taking care of myself. So that first six months I was living in Barcelona, I actually lost a lot of weight, but it was more through starvation mm. and constantly being out and about than actually taking care. So my, my health was probably worse during that stage, but I was losing weight. And so I lost and I got down to probably the slimmest I'd been since I was maybe 15, 16, but I wasn't healthy. I was drinking a lot, not eating a nutri a balanced diet at all. Um, having a lot of fun, but with that weight loss, I felt a lot of confidence and I felt a lot better about myself. I'd actually achieved it, even though I felt like I kind of cheated to achieve it. But then what about, can when I, I met my your mental health at that point, because I know like we can lose weight and feel like we look good, but if we haven't got upstairs sorted, it can come back to bite us, can't mm -hmm. it? The, the happiness is short lived. Absolutely. So how were you? You say like you recognised you weren't healthy. What about your mental health? Was that was that okay? Yeah, I think at some levels I'm still working on my mental health um, because it's something that I'd never really addressed until I started this journey last year because right. I'm very outgoing, very confident, positive, optimistic that quite honestly, I, I don't think I'd ever associated or recognized myself that I had things that I needed to work on because I was happy. Stress didn't yeah. really resonate within myself, but looking back through that happiness, it was a very distorted view of what really happiness was because I was drinking my way through my weekends. I was keeping company with people doing things, you know, that didn't really serve me at all. I was going from one relationship to the other. So I wasn't really at peace at all yeah. with myself, but I thought or felt at that time I was having fun. But then I look back at, you know, going out and blackout drunk every Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's not a good way to be. That is really not a good way to be. No, no matter whether you're in your twenties and just justify it as, you know, having fun. I was the drunk one. And so when I think about that and my mental health, I kind of have some regrets about allowing myself to get into that state and not giving myself the opportunity to realize that really I was damaging myself and, and probably not in such a good headspace. So yeah, to answer that, probably not, not great. Yeah, not, not great. Although what I would say is not to be hard on yourself when you look back at your younger self though, because it's only hindsight where we can learn these things I think like you have to sometimes you have mm. to go through a bit of a struggle to recognize oh I got through that via this or whatever it is um we can't be expected to know the answers straight away all the time I think you're absolutely right and it is and again I'm talking about this now and I probably sound like I'm being hard on myself but because I am so positive I'm so optimistic I mm. I kind of had this like mantra of it it doesn't matter how bad things get, I'll always find a way. And, you know, yeah. I've been to the point, you know, I've down to my last Euro and probably have to go back to the UK, but I always found a way. I, you know, didn't have any work. I always found a way. And so I always take the good and the positive out of that situation. And yeah. while that's, I think, a, a good quality of mine, I think it also allowed me to neglect the important things that I perhaps should have focused on, you know, like 
managing my money, um, managing my mental health, managing my physical health, uh, maybe being a more reliable friend to people. So various factors that I kind of covered up with the fact that I was happy-go-lucky, Carl, who, you know, has a great life because he's in Barcelona and doing all these great things. And it wasn't really till I met my, my now wife that she's a very settled, stable person who's like, wow, you, have you really broken down like the way that you live and, and looked at it? And she did it from a place of, of love and concern more than anywhere. But it was the first person who had actually really stopped me and pulled me to one side and said well have you really felt thought about how you feel and what you're doing with your life and for how long is this going to continue and when does it stop what are the consequences and I'd never done that because I'd always grown up in a, an environment where there were really no rules right. no consequences and so that I think was my turning point in terms of really growing up and becoming an adult and then last year on the 1st of January was my new year, new me mantra. But I made a, a comment saying, wow, next year I'm going to be 40. Because obviously 1st of January, 2022, next month, 2023, it was a year and 10 months away. It's quite ironic to think now it's actually just a month away. All that time has gone now. But it's kind of scary, you know, because I was, you know, I was only 38 yeah. at the time. And I was like, wow, I'm going to be... 39 this year, 40 next year. But it really made me think about what I wanted to achieve or arrive to 40, how I wanted to, to feel when I arrived at that. And again, that was one of the first times I really stopped and took stock of myself and my life. And to think, you know, I, I feel very, very fortunate with my life now. And I did last year as well. But then at the same point, it was kind of like a milestone and I had an opportunity to arrive at 40, overweight, unhealthy, kind of full of unfulfilled promises to myself and commitments I hadn't yet followed through on. Or I could start making, taking steps and, and making decisions and doing things to actually arrive at 40 mm. with some of those things completed, which is what I decided to start doing. That's such a healthy mindset. I feel like it's such a, a big scale vision to be like protecting that future self like in a year and 10 months I want to be feeling like this and I think you can scale that massively down as well to like your next meal you can be like do I want to feel after my next meal do I want to feel bloated greasy and lethargic or do I want to feel like I've got energy when I wake up in the morning how do I want to feel and it's like we then start putting those things in place to protect our future self whether that future self is tomorrow next week a year and I think that that's such a pivotal moment when your mind can think of a future self instead of just living in the moment I want this I want this now um I'm free yeah it, of course uh, it's I think that's that's says a lot when your mind shift when your mindset can shift yeah, I, I think so. And I think as well, it was it was just a feeling as well of immortality, like realizing mm. all of a sudden that, geez, I'm, I'm 40 years old next year. I'm, I'm going to be 40. And at some point in my life, even now, I don't feel like I'm 40. But you have to be honest with yourself at some point and say, okay, well, you know, things, life will not go on forever. And with that, from 
between 40 and 50, life is going to be a lot harder in terms of health between 30 and 40. If you're, you know, if you're lucky, if you live a normal, fairly normal life, yeah, it's only going to get more difficult as the years go on to try and almost undo the damage that I've been doing through those years. So what am I waiting for to make that start? And one of the key things for me was to, to lose some weight, to have regular exercise because I wasn't really doing that. Mm. Um, I sit in a desk every day for eight hours a day. So sometimes it's three in the afternoon. I've done like 67 steps all day and I'm like, okay, but that's really not moving enough. So I made that promise to myself that, okay, I'm going to make some changes. But the problem was, if I'm honest with you, Claire, is I'd made those promises so many times before in terms of joining the gym, starting a healthy eating plan, that at that point I didn't believe that I would actually follow through with it to any extent. Okay, so once you started making the changes, so I'm guessing you, did you make yourself like a schedule, like with the gym or whatever it was? I, I bought myself a journal and a planner because I'm somebody who is famous for procrastinating, famous for being disorganized, famous for leaving things till the last minute. And so I, I treated myself to quite an expensive journal. I've probably got it here actually, because although it's last year's one, I keep it close because for me, it was quite a pivotal mm. moment for me. And I took pride in that and it, encouraged me this type of journal that it was it was one that I had to talk about my feelings at the beginning of the month what I wanted to achieve think about things I was going to do and I I made a point every single Sunday at nine o'clock to spend between half an hour and an hour planning my next week thinking about my previous week and this accountability this checking in served me really well and this was what I think gave me that consistency that I needed and had lacked because I always leave things to chance, leave things without a plan. And you said yourself before we started tonight, you know, failing to prepare is preparing to fail. And it's so true. Yeah, it really and, is true. And I'm, I'm a classic example of it. If I don't do these things, it will fall apart. Maybe not straight away because my motivation's high and, you know, I, I want to change. But as soon as that motivation dissipates a bit, the plan goes. So that was a big thing for me, actually. And so I, I, I focused on the gym, yeah. focused on my diet. They were the two main things, but really focused on just planning and being organized. Um, mm. I also set that myself down to meals as well, like planning your meals. Yeah. So I, I decided to start calorie counting. And so, and I remember people taking a pee out of me because I was literally eating the same lunch and dinner every single day for maybe the first three or four weeks of January, I would maybe instead of have fajita spice, I would have barbecue spice with my chicken, but it was always mm. rice, broccoli or peas or something. And it was so repetitive, but at the same time, because I was organized in my plan and I had this click, this change of mindset, that I so famously talk about on the podcast with all of my guests who have this success, that was my click. That was my moment. Yeah. And it was almost like the more people gave me abuse for eating the same food again and again and again I was like yeah but watch me watch the differences had and by the end of January I'd lost you know, a few good few kilos already um I'd not drink it on my head as well and I came out of January and I was like I've I've just had a really really good month and I feel great about it and there's something different compared to previous attempts to do this right 
I was going to ask you about the drinking actually. Like, did you, did you just decide to completely cut it out? Yeah. So last year I, I stopped drinking, I think until the end of March, I think it was, yeah, I think it was three months I stopped mm. drinking and I, I, I'm someone who I enjoy a beer. I, I, I enjoy drinking. And as I've got older, the binge drinking has kind of slowed down a lot. But if I'm honest, I'm not someone who's got an off button. So if I have the opportunity, if I go out and there's no control there, either by myself or by my environment, I will go and go and go and go. And Mm -hmm. no matter how much I tell myself or promise myself that I'm just going to have a couple. Unfortunately, if I'm out with my mates, if I'm out in a situation, you know, Christmas party or something, and there's just no control there or perceived consequence, I'll just continue drinking until either it's time to go home or, you know, that is pretty much the only reason I'll stop drinking. And unfortunately that creates problems in my relationships um, because it's nice to be a little bit tipsy. It's nice to have a couple of drinks, but just being out your face, glazed eyes, then being an absolute arse the next day with a hangover, Mm. it's not really great. And it's not something so really it's I should not be doing. Um, oh, for sure. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. And so last year I decided to stop altogether for the first three months. And I reintroduced it not because I felt desperate that I needed to drink, but I just I fancied a beer. So I'd have a beer one too. But and but since then, when I stopped for that amount of time, I didn't actually go back to drinking in the same quantities and I haven't done. So again, there's much more control there now. And with the calorie counting, it's always built into my, my calories. So I might go over my calories, but there's that accountability there and at least being more conscious of what I'm drinking or at least the impact that has on my goals, which as a result, I end up drinking less alcohol. It's the goals that bring you back, isn't it? They ground you again. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so, so. Yeah, counting calories has been what's successful for you. Yeah, so I basically, as I said, very repetitive because it was something. But the, the funny thing about this is, I've I've actually got a very well. I won't say I'm not a nutritionist, but I've got a very good knowledge of nutrition in terms of macronutrients, how your body has certain you know, needs in order to gain weight, lose weight. I've read books. I'm I'm very much interested in it. I worked for a supplement company selling sports supplements before moving to Barcelona. So I I have that knowledge, but it's the execution and consistency that I I struggle with. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I feel qualified to talk to other people about what they're doing and their goals. And, you know, I, I feel like I know what I'm talking about, but then I still need to do that inner work to be able to talk you know I can talk talk but to walk the walk myself is something I struggle with um or at least did struggle with I'm getting better at it but still work to do but with calorie counting I found it was a plan and it was something I could follow I could prep my meals ahead of time because time's another factor you know dad of two full-time job lots of things happening it had to be simple now, if I thought that I was going to be doing something that was complicated and also in Spain, there's not really so many options. There's no like slimming world. There's, I could do it online, but it's just not really popular. And not only that with the gym, calorie counting for me seemed like the best option. 
and, and I stand by that. I, I still think that that has been the best option. Um, so calorie counting combined with going to the gym, I lost probably 10 kilos in that first four months um, of last year. Got down to the leanest I'd ever been. I'd set like mini goals. Like, you know, I'd, I'd like to see my abs because I'd never seen them before. Imagine, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's something that for some people it's just not important but it was more important to me to see them because i'd never seen them before because than wanting to walk down the beach with my six pack because you know, yeah as pasty white as i am doesn't matter if i've got a six pack or an eight pack i'm, I'm still not gonna be the most attractive thing to people to see especially with all these you know, tan bronzed people in spain um but it was just something i'd never done before so that's what i wanted to do so that was one of my goals getting stronger in the gym another one of my goals and just again tracking my workouts tracking my progress I'm a bit of a nerd. I've realized I'm a bit of a nerd when it comes to like stats and excels and things like that. So I've enjoyed writing everything down. I've enjoyed doing that. I've enjoyed that process of it. Can I ask you a bold question? Please do. So uh, something, I think like a few of your guests have touched on this before. It's something I've definitely recognized in myself. And I wonder if you share this. Sometimes when you're on a journey where you're so focused and you've got your goals and you have to be disciplined, it can tip into being an unhealthy mindset. So you can become too obsessed or too restrictive on yourself. Um, for me, if I ever feel myself tipping, I like massively tip myself the other way and then my balance is completely gone and then I have to sort of start again completely. Um, but I wonder if, I just wondered if you can relate to that at all. Does, does that apply to you or not? Yeah, and a hundred percent. And I think this is something that it, very astute to, to like pick up on that because, you know, talking from your own experience, but identifying that I've almost reached obsessive levels with mm. this last year. It was great while it was going in the right direction. And the best way I've got to describe this was if you think of like a, a pendulum, Okay, with you know a piece of string just with a weight on the bottom, and it starts off gaining momentum, and the bigger the swing, you know, the the good versus the bad, the bigger the the swing starts to be in the good direction, the more momentum it has. So when it goes back, the worse it gets into the bad, and then the worse, you know, so I, you kind of end up setting yourself these bigger fluctuations. Yeah. And someone said to me, guy Aaron Hill who's an amazing coach and I, he's part of the reason I had the success last year and managed to do this in terms of coaching with him. He said, but what about instead of allowing this pendulum to swing? Cause I thought, you know, great. I'm, I'm moving that pendulum in the right direction. But he said, but then it comes back and it swings back with far much more force in that terms of rebellion, in terms of not being yeah. able to maintain. But when it goes back, he said, what about if you were able to get that pendulum to just stay completely still? but then you start to move up instead of swinging. And that really hit me because he was absolutely right. And he said, you know, you can improve your life and do things without having to look for that swing backwards and forwards. Mm -hmm. Because in 2023, at the start of this year, I had that problem and I had some kind of, you know, and then keep into mind that the podcast started in September, which when I would say was probably at my absolute peak of health, fitness, so much so that I wanted to start a podcast to help other people because I felt qualified to do that. In sense, you know, for the first time in my life, I felt like I'm somebody who could 
help support other people lose weight because I'd done it myself. But then it got to the beginning of this year and for some reason just something changed. But there was, I, I don't know if it was like a burnout, but I struggled with the podcast. I struggled yeah. going to the gym. My diet was rubbish. I started gaining weight. I just couldn't get my head around why, but it just, something was missing and something had happened. And I guess this was me on the backswing of that pendulum. Right. Now, although the bigger the swings, maybe the longer it happened, you know, the longer it is before things regress. But I think for me, I'd reached that point where it started to go backwards. And I, to be honest with you, Claire, I've, I've struggled a lot this year in various elements with this. But now I feel like I'm starting to make progress again, which is good and important and I have done for the last couple of months. But definitely a difficult first six months of a year compared to everything I'd done last year. Yeah. And I, I mean, so many people can relate to that, can't they? Sometimes you just feel a bit stuck. Um, and I remember when we, mm -hmm. I think we were chatting on whatever it was on social media about this feeling, because I was feeling similar too, and it comes in waves. And I, yeah. what do you do? How do you get yourself back on track? Or is it a case of not waiting for motivation and then just forcing yourself to be disciplined? I think I had to force myself because there was no motivation. And mm. if I look back at it now, I can make lots of excuses about my my work life being extremely busy. And, and this is true. It was. And it was sucking a lot of my energy. But then I was allowing that, or at least allowing myself to tell myself that that's a reason why I shouldn't go to the gym today. Well, that's a reason why I can put a pizza in the oven instead of looking yeah. after my diet because I've had a tough day. I'm going to watch Netflix today instead of prepare a podcast episode because I'm tired. And I started having this internal chatter and justifying to myself and excusing myself for not being disciplined. So podcast is a good example of a podcast. I'd gone from doing two episodes every single week, got to January started fluctuating a bit there maybe be one episode one week two the next week one one week no episodes and I was inside it was killing me if I'm honest yeah. because I felt like I'd built started to build something and I was letting people down and as someone and I think you're probably quite similar in that because you enjoy helping people because you feel like you're important to people and they kind of depend on you when you feel that sense of you're letting them down it really hurts yeah. genuinely hurts and it's like a fear that that manifests inside of yourself that you're failing and that started to happen and I think because it was happening with a podcast I allowed it almost like a punishment to myself to happen to me to my diet gaining weight again and again going back to Aaron he said to me you know what was what what is the the biggest block and I was like but I, I need to do two episodes a week otherwise I'm just not helping people enough he said but what if you did one episode a week you're literally halving the amount of work that you have to do and if people hear one episode a week compared to two could you still help people and I was like well yeah I guess and he's like then, then try that and that for me was a massive turning point because I kind of took some pressure off myself yeah and it was a, a weight off my shoulders but I think 
was creating all kinds of problems in my life in other areas. And quite funnily, I, I was thinking about this the other day. You know, sometimes like you're just like in your own head thinking and I thought like weight off your shoulders. Normally when people think of like something happening and a weight comes off your shoulders, I almost I always visualize it like a backpack, a very heavy backpack, and that's a weight off my shoulders, like, ah, oh, it feels good here. But it's not for me, it's up here. And I, I think like the, the weight on my shoulders is my head, my brain, the 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 mental well-being. And that is the weight that was really holding me down. And and you asked earlier about my mental health and that was causing all of these negative things to happen in terms of the gym and my weight. It was completely in my head, but it wasn't until almost allowing myself permission to take a step back a little bit and do things in smaller bite-sized ways that I was then able to start getting everything else back on track. If that makes sense. Yeah. And that's cheap. That's achievable. That's, that's good advice to anyone else, isn't it? start small and don't yeah. aim for perfection like you Strip said earlier as well like it's like sometimes you don't have to do a wonderful job at work one day just do a good enough job good enough is fine mm -hmm. doesn't have to be amazing every yeah. day and i guess that that applies to everything yeah uh, the b minus work this is what aaron calls it and, and he's he's apart from coaching me he's actually become a very good friend and we met simply because our kids go to school to, or went to school together and I was wearing a Tottenham cap and he's a lifelong Spurs fan. So we got talking um, and then I discovered he was a coach and everything else he was doing. And he's an amazing guy. He's really helped me a lot. Um, but he's always talking about the B minus work. You know, you don't, if you, if you're always waiting for that A plus, it's never going to happen. So it's so a start with a B minus. And it, I realized that. So I started applying that to my diet, to my gym, you know, maybe I won't go to the gym four times this week, but if I can go twice, then I'm making progress. I may not prep my meals for a whole week and I may not have my calories or even track my calories every single day this week, but let's try and do it Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday and see where I get on. And this for me was the redemption to getting back into it. Now, and I'm still not hundred percent there. I have to be honest, you know, I'm, I'm still not where I'd like to be. One of the things that I do like is the fact that I'm very consistent with the gym still. I'm still going there, yeah. but diet is so important and yeah. I could go to the gym all day, every day, but if I'm not tracking my calories, if I'm not aware of what I'm eating or drinking too much because it's summer. And when I say drinking too much, I'm, I'm not going back to binge drinking, but again, I'm just, it's just the extra calories my body doesn't need in order for mm. me to, to reach my goals. So it's that awareness that has to come back to it. And that's where the discipline needs to be turned up probably another notch now as we, as we go towards the last like few months of the year. Hmm. Okay, so that leads us on to like your future plans then. Like you've gone through your challenges of this year and your journey so far. What's sort um, of next? What's your next step? Your next aim? So I think I've come to terms with the fact that it may have been better to have turned 40 last year because I think I was probably in better shape overall last year when I turned 39 when I was 40. But that's just from a physical aspect. I think if I'm not harsh on myself, if I look at what I've achieved, I've managed to stick at the gym now for, it'll be two years at the end of this year, which is probably one year and nine months longer than I've done it any time in my life I've tried. I've got a much better awareness now of how my body needs to be fueled 
Yeah. I'm very, do you have a strange thing as well? And I've not said this yet, but I'm actually very good at losing weight and I find it very easy to lose weight. And the actual gain has come from trying to gain weight, gain muscle when my, my objectives have changed. And although everything that's been happening in terms of losing my discipline, losing my focus, it's always seems to coincide that if I'm trying to lose weight, I find it very easy to do. I'm very strict on myself. I'm very regimented. But then as soon as I try and gain weight, cause I want to build up and, and then gain some muscle, I'm kind of like, well, and I can eat this extra because I'm bulking. I can have another portion of this because I'm gaining muscle. And so that's also been a, a problem that I've struggled with. So for me now, what I'd love to do is to first of all, get my weight down and probably not more than like three or four kilos. So, and sorry, I'm talking in kilos cause I'm so European these days, but you know, five or six pounds, half a stone. Yeah. And I'd be a lot happier than I am today. And it's not even a huge amount. Like for, for me, it's, it's just that, but it's not even about it being half a stone. It's about me feeling like I'm back in control and I'm, I'm yeah. the one who's in charge of, of what I'm eating and then doing that. And then what I'd love to do next really from terms of weight is to achieve some goals, bulk up, maybe hit a few PBs in the gym and just in carry on enjoying it because that's really, really important. So for me, finding that balance between doing the things I need to do to stay healthy and enjoying them and making sure it's sustainable. And it's something I preach and talk to so many people about. So it's very easy for me to say, but I think it's finding that. And I feel like I'm so close to it because I've done it for so long last year. And I feel like I've bounced back from the problems I've had this year mm. in a much more controlled way. So, you so I have feel like I'm talk. making progress all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it sounds like you know yourself really well. Um, and that you've got some really good healthy habits and a really healthy outlook and attitude and you know what helps. And it is from being in those times where you're struggling that you then develop the resilience of the tools that prepare you for your next struggle mm -hmm. because it's all about the, what's the, is it ebbs and flows? Is that the right? I don't even know what the right Ebbs and flows, is. yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, you, you're right. The, the ups and the downs, the peaks and the troughs. Yeah. And I think as well, another thing that I really want to work on is working on myself and really focus on working on myself because so many amazing things have happened. And, you know, this episode we've talked about me, but things like the podcast happening, it's been yeah. such a, an amazing journey for this last 12 months on the podcast. And it has completely changed my focus in terms of what I'd like to do now professionally. Um, mm. And so this for me is part of what's next as well. So for me, I, I really want to carry on working on the things that I struggle with openly, honestly, reduce some of that imposter syndrome a little bit, maybe. And then between now and the end of next year, see how far I can take the Weight Loss Warrior podcast. Um, it's not really a secret anymore, but I'm studying to become a coach. So as an extension of the podcast, Mm -hmm. I want to be able to help people in a higher capacity. So that's something that, you know, I'm, I'm studying at the moment. I'm very much invested in enjoying this. So it's interesting to know how far I can go with that. 
and I've got all these different yeah. ideas and it's just a case of making it happen. But I yeah. believe in myself. I believe I can do it. Mm. That's, uh, but that's amazing. How powerful is that? And then you'd be great. You'd be a great coach. And I mean, you do have a natural way of talking to all your guests. Um, you, you can tell that people feel at ease and they feel safe and that they want to share. And that's, that's really important. That is a skill. Um, so you, you should utilize that. I think you'll do a great job. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's very kind. And you, you, for a first attempt, unless you've been hosting podcasts, but I'm not aware of you're a pretty remarkable host yourself there, Claire. No side hustle for me. No, this is my first. Thank you. Something to focus on maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Um, I did want to ask another question. Okay. Um, something, something to recognize how, like how you're doing mentally, how your well-being is, is to think when I'm doing well, what do others notice? So when you're in a good place, when you're feeling in control, when you know, when you're on that upward swing, what do mm-hmm. other people notice, those closest to you or people at work or whoever? What do they mm-hmm. notice about you? That's an amazing question. Isn't um, it? I love it because the first, I'll tell you the first thing that comes to my head, I'm sure I can probably elaborate on that as well. Things are getting done. It's the most simple way to to explain it. Things are getting done. In my job, I'm on top of my tasks. I'm proactive. I'm not being chased for anything. My wife is a lot happier because things in my house are being done. You know, she she's not having to rely on asking me 12 times to do the same Monday, Monday, small thing, you know, Monday, like Monday, turtle, is Monday, it turtles or horses you've got? Yeah. So, so I, I need to, to, yeah, to, I need to get a water filter for the, uh, That's it. Yeah. For the so if, when you're doing well, you, you know would have got the water filter. Oh there my goodness. Is, right? He's got it. <laughs> these, these are the water filters, but do you know, do you know what? This is me bouncing back. Okay. I didn't just buy one water filter. I've bought four. So I now have water filters for the next at least eight months or probably even longer. I don't even know how long a, a water filter lasts. But things that get future, done. That future, you've, you've prepared so, for the future. It's very, that's very positive. And, and this is part of planning. So when I'm in a good headspace, things are getting done in all aspects of my life. And so that's probably the easiest way to explain it. And that has the biggest and best impact on myself, the way I feel about things, because I'm very very quick to realize if I'm not doing my best work in any area of my life I I have that I'm I'm fortunate to have a level of self-awareness that I know when I'm doing my best and when I'm not but it's also a bit of a curse because unless I'm doing my best at something I always feel like I should be giving more I could give more and that probably goes back to school if I look into it it probably goes back to that he has potential but he doesn't Mm. apply himself fully and so since then I've always had that I could do more or and so it's only when I actually, what is it they call it, flow. Like when you're you're so like into focus and doing something that it just it's just almost happening automatically. You know, I'm yes. getting up at five in the morning, feeling great, and doing these things. And I have to say, the podcast is something that gives me that ability to do it because I'm so passionate about it. Yeah. But I feel like it's something, and that again bounces off positively in other aspects of my life. So, yeah. so yeah, stuff gets done. Yeah. But it, again, it is a powerful question because also then you have to think about what, what do other people notice about you when you're not doing good? So in your case, nothing would get done or there wouldn't be any water filters. 
there would be, exactly kids would be drinking dirty water out the uh, fridge um, <laughs> turtles wouldn't have any food and there's always yeah. a long list but another thing I've done recently again to try and give myself a head start is I, I've started using my to-do list more on my phone and mm. I'm, I'm notorious for being asked to do something and I just forget all about it so everything goes in there every single small thing and it helps me so again it all comes back to being organized and planning and and that's something I need to be on top of otherwise everything else can fall apart very quickly yeah yeah great oh thank you for sharing your story with us can Was I there... yeah Go you're on. welcome can I use that question can I use that question in, in future interviews with my guests yeah it's a good question yeah it's, it's great I I want to I want to steal it for my my future episodes because I wonder how many people I wonder how many themes there will be I, I feel like that would be what I mean I that I'm definitely the same as you things even like the washing the washing can be clean and hanging on the dryer thing but that can be there for like a, a solid 10 days yep. whereas if I'm on top of things and feeling good I will just put it away yeah, yeah. and how much um, better do you feel for doing it though so, and it's the tiniest of well it's not that tiny but like it's very achievable but I will just mm -hmm. postpone it and but once I've done it I'm like oh, why didn't I just do that it's like if you have to go to the post office or something just do it just do it yep. you'll feel better <laughs> so so just about the washing quickly because it is make I feel like I need to share this because of the sun being as hot as it is in Barcelona and like when we hang the clothes it's in the direct sunlight to dry mm. My wife always says to me, you know, you can't leave the clothes there too long because it, they'll fade if they're out in the yeah. sun too long, which is true. So rather than just going in and pull the clothes in as soon as they were dry, I've started hanging things inside out now so I don't have to bring them in so early. Just in case I can't be bothered to pick them in. I, right. I, I hang them inside out. So I, I, and this for me, the reason I'm mentioning it is because we, we find ways, our brain plays tricks on us and we justify things in a way like rather than just do the thing you need to do, I've created a different way of not having to do the thing that I need to do, yeah. which is more effort. <laughs> yeah. What if is you that start, avoidance? You know, it's, it's exactly avoidance yeah. and allowing myself to procrastinate. So it's just something else I've noticed in myself. So I promised myself now that I'm not hanging things inside out anymore. And mm. I'm just going to go and get them. Um, we'll see how yeah. you'll probably see me in my next episode with a faded t-shirt, but um <laughs> I was wondering if that would actually work if they're inside out, would it not still fade? But, but yeah, I, so I can see. So good. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and also unless there's anything else you, I've not asked you that you wanted to talk about is there? Then no. I would, no. I would want been to amazing. ask you what advice to close the podcast episode with what advice would you give someone else? So this is something that, I'm very fortunate with every single guest that I've had on the show, I ask this question mm. and I've heard so many variations of the very you know, similar things of being kind to yourself, of never giving up, believing in yourself. Again, yeah. all very holistic, well-being focused mindset things. But one thing I would say to people, and it's, it's still focused on mindset, perhaps not just, it almost sounds unkind saying it, but, don't kid yourself. If you're in a really bad situation, sometimes you have to be very, very honest with yourself and have that really honest conversation that you've been avoiding. Yeah. A conversation that you know you don't want to have because of how it may make you feel or what you have to face up to. Mm. 
But yeah. if you're on a journey, if you want to lose weight, if you want to improve yourself, the best thing I honestly believe you can do is to either write it down or go for a walk and just say to yourself, if I'm being completely honest, why am I not achieving my goal? Why do I fail at losing weight? Why have I not been able to achieve this? Mm. And write it down. Because I honestly believe that first moment, as soon as you're willing to admit those things truthfully, you can start to fix them. But I think yeah. for so many people, we, we're afraid to face them. And there's so many reasons why that might be the case. And I'm not here to say that, you know, it's easy. It's definitely not easy. But I do think it's a, an important piece of advice and something that is a key to progression. So, yeah, yeah, have that important conversation with yourself, no matter how hard or scary you think it might be. Mm. I believe it will help. I think I believe it will help as well. I'm going to take that advice myself. <laughs> um, so thanks. Thanks for sharing your true story and helping other people and for setting up this podcast and no. for being an inspiration. Wow. Thank you. Um, it really means a lot. And to everyone who's watched this, everyone who's been part of a show for the last year, you know, there will be another episode very, very soon focused more on the podcast and everything that's happened with that. But when I started this, you know, it was done from a place of passion and a year on that, that's still there and having the opportunity to really share my story, to tell people a bit more about myself, just let you know that I'm not perfect. I have these struggles. I'm still working on myself. I'm still not there. I don't think I ever will be. And we never should be there, mm. but I'm just a normal person as well. And yeah. I think having that ability to have those conversations with people um, is a special thing. So thanks to you, Claire, for being a previous guest and for being a really good host as well, uh, making me feel very comfortable and asking good questions. You're welcome anytime. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay. So this is the bit where we play the end music now. Thanks for listening. Uh, yeah, you're welcome. It, wasn't similar, I think it's music? similar. <laughs> that was the intro. Yeah. How does it go out? What's the outro? You don't know. Cue the outro. It <laughs> No, that, that's in the world podcast. Um, <laughs> Thanks, Claire. Oh, yeah. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. Bye bye. Bye. I'd also like to say a big thank you to you, our listeners. I appreciate you joining us at the Weight Loss Warrior podcast and would love that you become part of our tribe. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast to never miss a new Weight Loss Warrior tell their story. We share brand new episodes every single Monday and Thursday and hope that you join us next time. You can also find us on Instagram where we share great tips and advice on how you can lose weight in a safe and sustainable way. Simply search for Weight Loss Warrior Podcast and follow us today. Remember, be kind to yourself and keep looking forward. You can achieve your goals.